listening to a podcast from The National. Ramadan Kareem to you all in what has been a seismic week as far as the UAE is concerned. The news on Sunday from the cabinet that there is to be sweeping changes to visa and residency rules, as well as that 100% foreign ownership of businesses will no longer be confined just to free zones, is expected to have a far-reaching impact on the country and the economy as a whole. You're listening to an episode of the Business Extra podcast coming from the Nationals Abu Dhabi Newsroom. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief, and with me is co-host and Assistant Business Editor Chris Nelson. Chris, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Mustafa, and Ramadan Karim. Thank you. It's been a big week. Um, so maybe we should just, I'll just do a recap for those who maybe are coming to coming to it fresh, but even it's just good to recap for all of us, really. So I'll tell you what was announced on Sunday night. Uh, the UAE will soon offer visas of up to 10 years 10 years in length, that mm-hmm. is, for specialists working in medicine, science, research and technical fields, plus their families, uh, doctors and engineers. You mm-hmm. know, that, that, mm-hmm. that would be the example of the professions or the or the, the people, the expertise. And foreigners, uh, in the foreign investors, shall we say, establishing a business or putting money in the country could also secure a visa of up to 10 years in length. Now, in, in a, as well as the visa rules, there was the announcement, and this is a long time coming in, in the second half of the show, we'll talk about the business ownership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just to kind of recap it, that um, foreign companies could be 100% owned, uh, companies could be 100% owned by foreigners in the UAE. At, at the moment, if you're not in a designated free zone, which is usually uh, typical to a particular sector, mm-hmm. you're outside of that, then you need a local partner, an Emirati partner, 51%. Um, and obviously, that's huge. Um, still more detail to come on all these things. Mm-hmm. But certainly the initial feedback that we've gotten has been that this is going to be really big, right? Yeah, and extremely positive feedback as well, yeah. Um, and we had, uh, you know, various lawyers, uh, business owners saying that, you know, this is pretty large. And the, the background here is obviously in the last few years, there's been a lot of reforms. Mm-hmm. The reforms in the economy here have been pretty much focused on reducing the public sector Burden, if you yeah, like, yeah. Um, liberalizing the way uh, oil price, uh, petrol prices are calculated to mm-hmm. reduce subsidies. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole healthcare system has been readjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in general, there's been a real change across the UAE in the way business is done. Efficiency is king, mm-hmm. um, and so that's been going on probably since 2012. I would mm. say, yeah, yeah, certainly and, before the oil price crash. I think, although that spurred, obviously, spurred a, a raft of changes as well. 2014, oil peaked at $110, $115 a barrel. Uh, that was Brent. And then uh, from that peak, we've seen many troughs um, under $30 a barrel mm-hmm. at one point, I think mm-hmm. in January 2016, yeah, about if, then, yeah. if I'm, yeah. if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, and then it obviously has come back. It's around $80 right mm-hmm. now. But there's also a realization that if you're trying to diversify your economy, then you can't just be reliant on the oil price bouncing mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do to stimulate investment, to stimulate spending, to stimulate more people coming to the UAE? Because ultimately, this is a demographic play. Mm-hmm. The bigger the population, the more shops and apartments and houses are filled, the more people buying things in the yeah. malls, the more people travel here fill the airlines, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's all a knock-on effect. Yep. So these visa changes, the idea being it gives you more security, entices people to come here longer. The right kind of people, they're yeah, either entrepreneurs exactly, yeah. or business owners or specialists. Yeah. And then on the other side, if you're an Emirati business owner and you want to attract the best talent in the world in a more competitive environment, then this is going to give you the edge to 
go out there and get the best from wherever you think that might be. Definitely. Yeah, so yeah. it's it, it. I think I think it's not too much to say that this is probably the biggest thing that we've, the biggest positive change. Let's say that, we, that, that we've, we've seen witnessed since right? we've been going. I, I would agree. Yeah, I yeah. think it probably is. Um, as you say, details are a little sketchy at the moment, but um, those will, those will come come to the fore and, and clarity over the next few weeks and months, I think. But what it does do basically is it, it kind of draws a line in the sand, and and says to the, to the rest of the world, you know, um, the UAE is open, it's welcoming, and it's proactive in encouraging um, investment, in encouraging foreign workers, uh, and that it is the place to be in this region. Um, and I think it's it's a it's a big flag uh, to the rest of the world, saying you know, we are the place that uh, that you should be thinking of coming if you want to come to this kind of region. Sultan Mansouri, the economy minister, was was saying in a statement that um, you know exactly to your point about competing and bring people in, um, but also that this would revitalize entrepreneurship. Um, and he, he also talked about, um, you know, the fact that the young people mm-hmm. in the UAE would be able to mix with the best in the world, that influence, retaining knowledge, uh, bringing in that intellectual capital. They love that phrase, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, developing human capital, another, yeah. another sort of buzz phrase as well. And he linked this to the 2021 plan, mm-hmm. the 2071 plan. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. also got the 2030 mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's all part and parcel of the mm-hmm. sort of long-term thinking on the part of the leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, anecdotally, I've got you know really positive feedback from the business community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been saying that this is very exciting. Again, it's it, we've been building up to this. It hasn't come. Out. The announcement, the timing was out of the blue. Mm. But these things aren't necessarily com- a complete shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Dubai ruler and and pre- Prime Minister uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid had been talking about this for some time, or some time ago. He started talking about this. They've been talking about bringing in uh, experts in terms of science and mm-hmm. innovation. Um, they, they've been saying how they need to attract more of those people. Yeah. They they've been bringing actually some of the most innovative, um, and this is across the UAE, the most innovative and best startups from around the world, no matter where they originate, Mm -hmm. and trying to get them to kind of incubate here in the UAE and grow. You know, the race is on, I guess, for the next Google, Mm. where's that going to be? And everyone wants to be Silicon Valley. Of course. So this is all all part of it. And actually, the irony is that the US is tightening up. And so those brilliant developers from India or China, wherever else that were going to the U.S. are probably looking for somewhere a little bit more welcoming. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, with the the uh, additional five-year visa for, for students and 10 years if you're exceptional um, plays into that, uh, that long-term game. Because if you are um, from overseas and you are an exceptional student or, or a student who's involved in, in some of these areas that, uh, that the 10-year visa apl- uh, applies to um, – you're now going to be much more uh, comfortable about coming here with, particularly with the change that from the end of your education to find to finding um, a suitable placement of work here is now not the uh, the problem that it was. Um, and that, of course, will encourage the retainment of newly minted, as it were, um, you know, in- industry and, and technology experts who will f- find a home here and will and will will become the bedrock of the next generation of, of real cutting-edge technologists and, and developers, I think. Uh, one of the, the keys to, to sort of Silicon Valley success is, is having these sort of centers of knowledge like Stanford University, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't create that overnight, um, mm. not even in a generation, to create that kind of hub of knowledge and that brings the best and brightest from around the world. And so many of the startups of Silicon Valley originated 
in places like Stanford. Absolutely, in back uh, rooms and bedrooms. Exactly, yeah. exactly. These guys met each other, you know, and 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 worked together and did research, and, and that re- that originated some really great ideas. And you need that here as well. And so if you can kind of cluster this talent together. Um, then that's going to encourage that kind of collaboration and innovation. And again, I'll go back to the economy minister's comments because it's really important to mm-hmm. say that this is supposed to benefit the, the Emirati population mm-hmm. in terms of giving them that that access. Um, should they always have to travel and study, and they do in the States, in yeah. Europe, in elsewhere to get yeah. that, they should also have the option. And, and, and a part of it is having institutions like NYU, Abu Dhabi here mm-hmm. as well, and other mm-hmm. universities uh, that are you know, elite. Uh, but at the same time, you, you want to foster a, a larger ecosystem that allows that. And, and that's people. Yeah. That's people, yeah. isn't it? It is. It's people, and it's young people in particular, I think. Um, we, we, you know, it would be, it'd take time to build it, but it would be very nice to be in a situation, which I'm sure we will be given this kind of um, push, where, in fact, it's young students in the States and, and in, in the West of Europe who are thinking, actually, I'd like to go there. I'd like to go to the UAE and do my, you know, doctorate in, in uh, internet engineering or whatever it is, you know. So I, th- I think the long-term play of that is a redress of the, of the balance that we have at the moment, where, as you say, students from here tend to, to go abroad. I think if we reverse that and have students from abroad coming here uh, and coming here as a matter of course rather than just being something different to do and being guaranteed that they will get a world-class education and meet with people who are equally uh, adept at what they're doing, then they'll probably stay. Now that of course feeds into any Emiratis who are studying and working here because they forge par- partnerships. And they'll work together, and that will strengthen uh, the underlying, I think, uh, educational te- um, aspect of things with regards to growing technology. Um, and I think that can only be a good thing looking much further down the line. So let's focus on also what we don't know yet, because it's important. So, mm. you know, we just talked about what we do know. Um, and the the cabinet did say on Sunday that these decisions would come into f- come into play before the end of the year and, and, and actually possibly even before then, maybe in the third quarter perhaps, there'll be more detail and mm-hmm. there'll be enactments of these rules and these changes will get a bit more colour and, and granular yeah. detail. So at the moment we don't know, is this ten, This is 10-year employment visa or a 10-year residency yeah, visa? Exactly. Is it a green card style system? What is it? Because yeah. in, in, you know, in, in the other parts of the region, Saudi Arabia, for example, um, had, had spoken uh, last year, the year before, about adopting long-term visas for residents um, for having some kind of green card system. Mm-hmm. And so in the region, there is, there's already been kind of, you know, looking, studying these things. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have a plan and they're going to tell us at some yeah. point. But right now, we don't know that. No. We don't know which one. No, we don't. And until that's ironed out, obviously, there'll be a bit of a wait and see uh, mode. But I'm sure if it is independent of employment, then, then that will be an additional uh, attraction, I think. Um, other things we don't know, I think, include things like um, if you invest in property here, will you? what happens when you come to retirement age? Uh, if you take out a 10-year visa at 53 and you've bought a house, what happens after that? Um, so that will all become clearer as well. Um, and assuming that, uh, that there are no particular um, trip-ups in that, which I can't, I can't see why there would be, um, things like that will, will benefit the economy more or less immediately because, of course, it will give a boost to the property market for a start. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth touching on that, that, that already, you know, and I guess people who work in the property industry don't need an excuse to say that the property market's going to pick up now and mm. take off. But there is a certain logic to say that for a while we've been treading water and mm. we haven't seen any real 
you know, instigators mm. of a revival in the property market. And at the very least, we've got a pickup in sentiment. Yeah. And, you know, from the coverage that we've done about the potential impact of the property market, we'd see there's a lot of interest. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we, had, we have a piece in, in the paper this week from uh, Ben Compton, who's um, Compton, Crompton, 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 forgive me if you're listening, um, who uh, runs a, an advisory here on property. And he wrote, you know, you can you, you should actually own rather than rent because it's better value. And that's doing really well with yeah. our readership. Yeah. Everyone's reading yeah. that. And so clearly there's and we had a poll um, which was in uh, right, in, in Tuesday's poll, yeah. paper. We did a poll. Seventy five percent of the people. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Seventy seven. And it was it was over three thousand people that yeah. responded who said they're more likely to buy property now because of the changes yeah. in the visa Specifically rules. Specifically because of the changes. Ex- exactly. So sentiment. There's, mm. there's been mm. an immediate mm. lift in sentiment, yeah. not just for the property sector, but for the economy mm. at large. But also, you know, another thing that we've been covering for a long time in the national has been sort of the attitude of banks to their customers, uh, the, the, the the risks, you know, which which translates into higher interest rates, which yeah. translates into, yeah. um, you know, certain certain relationship between the bank and their customers, because there's this idea that any moment they could leave. Yeah. If you're on a 10-year visa, yeah. You're going to be treated better by your bank. You, of course. You're going to get better. Because you've made a commitment, obviously. So They see that. You're going to get better interest rate on your mortgage. Yeah. You're going to get a better interest rate on your loan, your yeah. car loan, whatever it is, because you're, you're saying, I intend to be here for a long time. Yeah. I'm not going to disappear tomorrow. And the bank yeah. can take comfort in that. So I think that potentially is, is something that, that we could see really having an effect in the next couple of years once these long-term visas come in. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question that we don't know is who's going to be eligible for these 10-year visas? Yeah. And how do you get them? Do you have yeah. to have a job? You know, yeah. As we talked about, yeah. do your employer choose? I assume yeah. the fees are different as yeah. well. Yeah. 10 years is probably that more expensive, be, yeah. right? Um, so you know, does your employer choose, I'm going to give you 10 years? Does he say, I value you, you're going to be 10 years, you're my CEO, you're my CFO? Um, will junior people still mm. only get a three-year visa mm-hmm. you know, like they do? And then, yeah. and then the, lower down the chain, you know, laborers, mm-hmm. uh, housemaids, you name mm-hmm. it, I can't see them getting the 10-year visas or anywhere near a 10 year visa no, frankly um, no. that's not doesn't seem to be the spirit of yeah. of these no, I, changes i don't think it is i think it's specifically designed to attract and retain um economy building talent which, which which in the u.s they have these sort of special designated visas you know yeah. they, with all the letters um you know, kevin our producers from the u.s has probably got a wry smile about how we don't know <laughs> the exact lettering of you know visa h1b yeah. and all yeah. of that but yeah. they have them and there was um and donald trump was uh you know talking to the big tech companies from silicon valley about you know access to to that that visa quota mm-hmm. and they want more and he's saying give jobs to americans and, yeah. and they had yeah. big discussions about that but it, for a while i think it has put off um, some of these talented guys from emerging markets, from uh, from looking yeah. at the US, yeah. right? Yeah, and they look, they're looking at here. I think it's all about that rhetoric, isn't it? And the, and and you know the the perception, uh, as you say, you know, business sentiment here is obviously a pickup. Market sentiment in property is pickup. It's all about perception. So, if if you have somebody say from Southeast Asia or, or India, a, a, a tech, young tech uh, genius. Who's thinking to himself, where am I going to go? Am I go- the U.S. is where you used to consider. But as you say, if the rhetoric and the perception of the U.S. from that individual's point of view is that he's not going to be welcome or she is not going to be welcome, then where else do they, do they look? They obviously either look to China or they look to stay at home. Well, what we've done here now is given them another alternative, um, which I think we will see 
Uh, it's my, my uh, opinion that we will see quite a lot of people who would have gone to the States now not going to the States and coming here instead. More Business Extra in just a moment, but first allow me to tell you about The National's other podcasts. Beyond the Headlines takes a deeper dive into the biggest news from the week with a distinct Middle Eastern point of view. And Extra Time from our esteemed sports desk is the best place to chat about the English Premier League and more. Subscribe to both shows as well as this one on Apple Podcasts. You can find us as always at thenational.ae. So we're talking about the big changes this week. Uh, We just recapped uh, the changes to the visa rules, the impending changes. We're expecting longer-term visas. Now, the second half of this this big announcement on Sunday from the UAE cabinet was the 100% ownership of businesses by foreigners, Mm. which we've been waiting for a long time. So forgive me. I'm going to recap the history of this. Ever since I've been in the UAE, I've been here 14 years, they've been talking about this. Mm And it was in 2015, we all expected it to be in the new company's law, yeah. but they kicked it the can down the road, so it's going to be in the investment law. Yeah. And then now, out of nowhere, like in terms of timing, yeah. obviously, because we've been knowing, knowing it's coming, they actually say, the cabinet says, done. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know if it's going to be part of a new investment law that's due before the end of the year, or a separate law, mm-hmm. or you know, a decree, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the point being that um, everybody's been waiting for this really key key thing yeah it's crucial yeah now this is again i'm going to address what we don't know first Mm -hmm. okay which is we don't know what sectors this applies to it doesn't apply to well you can presume it doesn't apply to military and possibly not oil and gas yeah i mean that that logically Mm. we'll stick our necks out and say energy you'll still need to be the minority Mm. partner and if if i extrapolate from recent deals done by adnoc the uh, abu dhabi state oil company mm-hmm. recently a huge number of deals offshore yeah. deals in particular yeah. this year yeah. uh, even downstream deals they're always the major partner yeah so i let's let's guess that oil and gas you still you, it's you still need limits, a, exactly yeah. emirati major partner you can be the minor partner yeah. then defense is sensitive yeah and so that again it'd be difficult to see defense being yeah, liberalized I can't, I can't that way that happening yeah and there may be some other sectors we're not sure of. Yeah. But oh, cybersecurity might be one. I don't know. You know. Um, I mean, it comes down to a number of things. It comes down to national security. It comes down to strategic security. Mm-hmm. It comes down to also, uh, is it ready? Are they ready for yeah. it yet? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, you know, telecoms is a big one as yeah. well. Let's, let's not forget about that. Yeah. I mean, 100% foreign ownership in the telecom sector. Mm. I mean, I'll... Hard to imagine. You know, I'll eat my hat if that happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. th- that's one again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say not. Yeah, I'm gonna I, say I'm not w- telecoms. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Let's let's hope we're wrong. Yeah. 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 But um, I'm gonna say not. Uh, so we, so we say not energy, not telecoms, not defence. Any other spring to mind that might not? Um, no, I think that the secu- under defence you would have cyber security. Yeah. I think that's. But I, nothing else really springs to mind, unless airlines potentially, I suppose. Aviation. Yeah. I mean, I wonder because aviation services, you could have you, you know hundred percent foreign ownership. Would be yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. And and you know, kind of like in theory, you know, if if this should extend to the stock market, and the stock market at the moment has different quotas mm. on foreign ownership for companies. In theory, a listed airline could be 100% foreign-owned. Yeah. Yeah. Or close to more than, let's say not 100%. Yeah, let's say yeah. more than 50%, yeah. right? At yeah. the moment, let's not even go to the 100. Let's yeah. go to the 51 yeah. foreign versus 49. Yeah. And that's, yeah. there's a big impact on the stock market with that. Yeah. Um, especially if that applies to certain sectors. Yeah. Then you're gonna see, you might see a rush in for some of the bigger stocks, right? Yeah, some absolutely. excitement around some of the property yeah, yeah. developers. Yeah. 
yeah, I think property developers. And Bank, I think banks as well, maybe. Why not? Yeah, why not? Although they're probably, it's difficult, right? 55 banks, 53 banks in the UAE? Well, there's a lot of banks, yeah. I mean, yeah. and people have been predicting for, for some time that, um, you know, uh, consolidation is more than likely uh, to occur in certain, certain areas. This could be the impetus for that. If, you, if, well be, if yeah. a bit, you know, big foreign investors come in. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, the, the really interesting knock-on here is what does it mean for sort of the agency? Does this, how does it play out with the whole agency thing? Mm -hmm. For many years, many decades, family businesses have had the agency for certain brands. Mm -hmm. Those that are successful, unlikely to be affected, unlikely to change. But then going forward, new deals negotiated, new structures. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's kind of like opens up the vista. Yeah. For, and this is why they're saying this is going to spur FDI, foreign yeah, direct investment, yeah, yeah. because coming in, you can set a new paradigm. Yeah. You know, probably historically, a lot of the legacy businesses, legacy sectors, those big players might not necessarily be affected, but mm -hmm. sort of new ventures mm -hmm. going forward will definitely be structured mm -hmm. possibly differently going forward. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I, th I think it, it, it's such a wide ranging um, change. I mean, why, why not, for instance, um, uh, some car manufacturer pitching up here and, and, you know, maybe Ford wants to come over and start making cars here? Um, uh, you know, maybe it would make economic sense. It's a lot cheaper to ship a car from here to India than it is from Detroit to India, for instance. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very wide-ranging change, and it's the, the, the last piece of the, of the uh, jigsaw, really, after the arbitration law, the... Uh, comp competition law, yeah, bankruptcy um, law for businesses. Law. Yeah. It was the last but crucial piece of of, uh, of the jigsaw that needed to go into place, and I think it will spur rapid change um, when when we know ex precisely what uh, what it applies to and what it doesn't. I thought of another sector that might not necessarily be open to 100% foreign ownership space. Very true. If that, I mean, that yeah. does kind of cross over into defense and yeah. aerospace and yeah. aviation. But, yeah. you know, the UAE is really big on space, yeah. a lot of investment, mission to Mars, strategic, yeah. Yeah. governments yeah. involved. I imagine that might not necessarily be open to 100% ownership. Yeah, right? I think Foreign maybe we, we could kind of give it as a, a general that um, if, if, if the government is involved in it already in a heavy way, um, it's unlikely to be thrown open to and it uh, might not be again coming back to that, it might not be ready right? it may that well sector not be ready. may not be ready yeah. to be open to yeah. to kind of that that kind of a competition yeah. if you like that yeah. openness they need to nurture it to establish the uae's presence yeah. in it first yeah. and a know. lot of the, a lot of that nurturing will will also um, develop confidence you know the confidence to say yeah we, we can we can deal with this so come on in you know yeah i, I i'm a kind of it, it, this to me, with combined with the changes in Saudi Arabia, sets us up quite nicely for the second half of 2018. Mm -hmm. And um, and and coming back to this uh, the, this idea of sentiment, mm. um, we've been looking for something a real driver. And and I, I love the timing of this because it's gonna it's Ramadan, so naturally things have slowed down. We're gonna have a couple of Eids coming up. We've got the summer, so it's gonna percolate and mm. ruminate mm. in people's minds mm. now. And and I imagine people will be back raring to go in September. Yeah. And yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. And one thing the economy minister said was this is the first of many steps mm -hmm. towards creating this sort of, you know, sustainable, knowledge-driven economy. Yeah. So there could be more announcements to come Absolutely, in, yeah. the, in the weeks and months as we go throughout yeah. to 2018. So really, people are ready for anything. Absolutely. I think what it has done is it's grabbed, grabbed global attention from the likes of the investment community and, and um, you know, major manufacturers who were maybe... Well, major companies of any sort who were maybe previously thinking, 
I don't really want to get involved in a in a um, a fifty one percent setup, um, but I would really like to be there. So now now I'm much more interested. I think there'll be an awful lot of conversations yeah. going on behind closed doors right around the world. And I know for a fact that the law sector is just going to get a massive boost from this yeah. because suddenly you know everyone's going to be on the phone to their to their yeah. lawyers saying, "Talk me through this." What does this mean? Yeah. And and it wouldn't surprise me if we get just even a, an immediate boost from the number of, yeah. of legal eagles flying <laughs> yes. in to set up in the UAE yeah. over the, ne- the course of the rest of the year. And then uh, the consulting industry, uh, frankly, has already had too many good things in the last year and a half with the Saudi vision plan and mm. all this mm. other stuff. But they're, they're also going to be feeding off the massive... Yeah. Uh, you know, meal that is yeah. that is this change, right? Because the the McKinsey's and the Boston Consulting yeah. and the Booze and all these guys are yeah. going to be, you know, they're going to be called in yeah. an army. I, of them. I think also there's there's opportunity there for for Emirati um, consultants or those those Emiratis that that have run f- businesses or run family businesses and and know the lay of the land. They may well offer the services up for. Um, for those looking for for you know in depth advice on on what it is and how to go about doing it here, so it could well prove a boost for, for yeah. And local I, I mean, this is definitely how how it's been presented in general, sort of like the rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, and and very much so. And and you know, they certainly you know there there's still going to be certain realities. You know, mm. there's going to be concerns about ensuring livelihoods. Emiratization yeah. um, opportunities for the, the the nationals here in this country, which is very important part of the whole vision. Yeah. And I imagine again that there'll be more things announced that will reassure and comfort mm-hmm. the population in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I can't believe this is this is going to be the last word on it no. until the laws are are passed. Right? No, it won't be. I'm sure. I mean, it's a very fine balancing act, and the one thing the UAE leadership has proven over the last at least ten years is that they're very good at balancing things. So. Um, yeah, you know. and and I li- what I like really like about this is it reminds me of um, sort of the 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 turn of the twenty first century where uh, the UAE had to create its own momentum mm-hmm. in a way because mm-hmm. uh, you know you there was a period of the 90s with the low oil price and they had they, they, they looked at things it's kind of like within Dubai with Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid and the open skies thing yeah. creating momentum for themselves in the 80s and 90s and then in the early 2000s with the property market changing rules, mm-hmm. you know, freehold, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, linking residency in the early days to property investment, yeah. creating their own momentum. And then they caught a global tide yeah. that kind of created that boom here. Yeah. Yeah. And and here it, it's the same thing now. Um, and, and there are a lot, of, and I guess there are young people who might not remember um, or weren't even here. Mm. There are people who weren't even here for that. Mm. And this might be the beginning of a new kind of self-generated period of boom. Hopefully, not mad cap like it was yeah. before the, the great financial crisis, yeah. but something a little bit more sustainable yeah. where all the sectors get a lift. Yeah. There's a bit of excitement. You've got more entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. You've got businesses. You've got job creation. Yeah. We've got you know a hub of knowledge and innovation. You've got more students coming in. I mean, there's no reason at this stage not to be very excited about everything. I, th- I think so. I absolutely agree. Um, and I would be astonished if um, what comes out over the next few uh, weeks and months doesn't do anything except add to that. Very good. Chris Nelson, Assistant Business Editor at The National, thank you for being with me today. Pleasure. I'm Mustafa Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief here. This was an episode on everything we know so far, uh, which isn't actually that much, about the new visa rules and the foreign ownership changes in the UAE. But we do promise, Chris, that we will come back as soon as we have 
a raft of new information to share with you. We'll be right And uh, visit us at thenational.ae for all your news and coverage. Thank you very much for listening.